Zeb Samuels, welcome to Electronic Music Life. Hello, pleasure to how be you going? here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very good, thank you. Very good. How how how's your day been so far? It's it's, your- it's the end of the day here. I know you're starting your day. I'm starting my day, <laughs> the best possible and, way, of course. Yes, and uh, the 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 UK is um, nice and shun- sunshine. I, I I I'm seeing. Yeah, it's um yeah. it's sort of cloudy, but the. Oh, well. uh, well, okay. it's but the, the sun. But it's been is some heat, of, though. It's been some heat. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, we've had we've had uh, a hot a hot summer, um, mm. but um, yeah, no. It's 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 been it's been nice. But today is 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 quite humid. But the sun is sort of there behind the cloud somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you heading off anywhere around Europe? Uh, uh, have you got a break coming up? Not at the moment, but I'm actually coming down under. Um, yes, in, in December. I you telling me that. Yeah, because I've got um, I've got some sort of my uh, the only family I have left there is my auntie, uh, my dad's sister. But um, I know, I've got some people that my more my dad's sort of friends that are out there. Um, so yeah, I'll be coming to Sydney. In, I think it's like the first of December. I, I arrive. I think I, I fly out on um, November. But I, I haven't had a holiday for God knows how long. Um, I think so are you coming? Are you coming for a break, or uh, is there? Yes. Uh, yep. Okay. Great. Yes. Cool. Yeah. No, I'll just be hitting the beach every day, and that's the yeah. plan. Other than and that, where, and where's where's your um, where's your auntie's place at? She's sort of. Um, I think it's Newtown. Okay. Um, oh, nice. Right. Um, but my family, like my um, my grandma, used to live on um, in the edge in, in Edgecliff. Um, okay okay and, so you know uh, the city you know the city yes fairly yeah. well fairly well yeah. i mean to be fair <laughs> when i'm there all i'm doing is bondi beach is most days or i used to go up to camp cove as well um, which okay. i really really love that place <laughs> and, spray and stuff so yeah now i'm, I'm nice. I, I love it awesome you've, you've come a few times yeah, when when I was younger, we used to we used to come out every year when my when my grandparents were alive. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, no, I've been a lot. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been since two thousand and seventeen. But okay. um, mm, mm. yeah, no, I'm missing the beach a lot, and uh, mm. yeah, and the food is always amazing. I love cool. Sid- Sydney now to do yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good cafe culture, res- restaurant culture here. Um, where where yeah. are you, are you, whereabouts are you based? I'm I'm um, in Kuji, which is oh, right. okay. uh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not far from not far yes. from Bondi. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, well, if you're around, we're definitely nice to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that, I mean, that's what I, w- I wanted to to ask you. Like, are you coming out here for for any sort of um, music ventures, anything related to the label? Um, no, not so much. No. I uh, okay. I mean, I yeah, no, I like. Um, well, yeah, when I go on holiday, mo- most of the time, I mean, I'll do obviously a bit of work when I'm there, sort of, you know, just making sure I get, you know, sort of in touch with stuff. Um, mm. But the idea is not to do much work and well, try and, holiday, and sort of switch right? off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Are you, exactly. Are you coming solo or with family? Uh, my brother and sister are going to be out here at the same time. Okay. We don't normally okay. travel at the same time. She's got kids, my sister. Okay. So, um, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of like over the. I think twenty second to the twenty seventh, we're in Jarvis Bay. Oh, nice. you, you okay, I, yeah, I've yeah. never been yep. there myself, but uh, I, I think it's about an hour hour away or something from yep, Sydney. Yep. So 
Yep. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed. That yep. should be nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, look, I um I wanted to um talk a bit about uh, uh well I want to talk about your label um yes and, and chat chat about um you your your the bit of history and and the I guess uh, from an A and R point of view as well like um uh the I guess the creative process of um what that you know what kind of sounds that you want to define and and also you as an artist your what is, what does your show consist of like if 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 you wanted to to experience a, a Zeb Samuel's performance what what like what isn't in your show what do you mean, you, you're do you a mean live? yeah yeah what's a live show of, um to, to be honest with you i haven't um i don't really consider myself a performer um like my creative process i definitely consider myself a writer first and foremost um and i just sort of happened to sort of fall into doing solo stuff it was never really like a dream of mine as such you know um but i just sort of fell into it when i was doing um uh some more studio work with uh one of my signings ash walker and we would uh, we we had we had a, a studio in um, not too far from from me in Crouch Hill at North London, and I I used to play with, like instruments when I was younger, but then when I was about thirteen, I sort of you know regrettedly gave up uh, piano, trumpet, drums, and got into DJing because that was like the cool thing to do, right? Um, but then yeah, when I was in the studio. I, um, I just picked up piano again and started improvising and I was like, oh, right. Yeah, this is, this is really cool. Mm. And, um, at the, at the time my, um, my dad was quite sick and it was just a really like a, a good time for me to sort of have a creative outlet. And yeah, I just, you know, me and Ash sort of went our, our set, our separate ways here in terms of what we were doing um it with the label and as you know because i was i was involved a lot i was sort of an unofficial executive producer you know in 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 the process and yeah i really enjoyed i mean i've always been involved you know as a label uh a and r with with the artist music that uh comes out on the label but more just sort of subtle touches like, oh, look, have you thought about that? Or, you know, have, do you, you might need a lead there or, you know, sort of directing the sound a little bit, you know. Um, but realised that, yeah, I just sort of needed to, um, yeah, have more of a creative outlet and just enjoyed the process. But it was never really like, oh, I'm going to, try and perform here and become an artist as such. It was just like, I, I just needed for my soul to be making music and writing music, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, so yeah, in terms of the, um, the catalog, you've got, um, quite like there's a three, well, there's definitely a lot of different, um, sounds happening that you're sort of pushing, but there are, Three distinct kind of like areas that I, I can describe as sort of like, you know, a bit of um, garagey drum and bass, and then you've got um, dubstep, 
um, um, ambient, yes, jazz. There's a lot of lot of stuff weaving here now. Totally, yeah. And and um, tell me a bit about the process, like when, like for what you really want to be, like what is it that you want to be defining your label? Like what is the sound um, that you're really wanting to push? Like if you know we. I mentioned all those uh, sounds, but yes. but yeah, you explain it from your words. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's quite nice the fact that you were unable to uh, define it as such, and you know, picked up on the diversity, which is sort of what it's about. You know, like we actually started off being solely a dubstep label because at the mm. time it was like 2010, and I was quite involved in the dubstep scene at the time, um, and it was just sort of. I'd say a natural progression, but just sort of what, what we started out doing, it was actually called Dubstep for Deepheads, um, was the original name of the label. But mm. as sort of time went on, um, I just wanted it to sort of, I guess, represent my taste because I, I and, and my passions, you know, because I listen to a lot of different stuff. I don't just, well, obviously wasn't just listening to Dubstep, but mm. Dubstep and bass music is a massive part of, my you know makeup as such but it as time went on and you know we would get different stuff in i just never really wanted to be like pigeonholed as such and be like oh look we only do this and we only do that my when i changed it to deep heads as well the name it was always about just being deep music influenced you know that was always the thread you know because i feel like deeper influenced music you know, whether it be house or jazz, there's this, there seems to be a thread. Well, definitely within my mind, I'm like, if I listen, you know, I'll listen to jazz and then I'll listen to an ambient record and then I'll listen to, uh, I don't know, maybe even some R&B or something that I can hear like, oh mm. yeah, yeah, there's definitely like a something connecting here, but mm. mainly just sort of slower, deeper music that you can chill out and smoke a doobie to sort of thing you know because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> if, if that was sort of like the thread that would be it but um right yeah i always sort of just wanted it to reflect my my passion and my heart as such of what the stuff that i was feeling and the stuff that resonates with me and luckily uh, you know i guess was i was always a bit i was always a bit scared as such you know to be like oh we're a dubstep label but oh, we're branching into all these different stuff and there was definitely there wasn't like i wouldn't say a resistance but i definitely noticed that some of the other stuff that we're doing wasn't getting as much sort of uh love as such or like had the same momentum but i always knew that it was like look you know it takes it would take some time to sort of move and and remould ourselves as a, you know, a deeper influenced uh, label rather than just you know a specific genre sort of thing, you know. Mm. When and so when did when did you think that that switch happened? When did that um, crossover? When you felt like okay, we're um, we're we're going in this direction now. I think it was probably when I signed Ash. Round mm. about like 2000, that was, I think it was the end of 2014, that was quite a prominent sort of like, oh, right, okay, we're, we're, we're moving totally in this other, other direction. And, mm. you know, there was a lot of funds and um, 
heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears that went into that project that felt like, okay, yeah, we're, we're now a different label now. We're not, um, we're not just a label that does sort of, you know, electronic music and, and, you know, one, one person behind the computer type, type things. It was that the idea with, uh, the Ash Walker project was always like, let's just make big, produce music, studio-based, musician-based, session, you know, session musicians, and let's, you know, make it as big as possi- possible and, and really sort of go at it, you know, from a, from a sort of a, a musical and production standpoint, you know? Mm. Well, um, I, I, I mean, tea. as you know, I've, I've been a supporter of the show, uh, the, on my yes. show, like supporter of the label quite uh, regularly. Thank you very much and, for that, sir. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying... Um, some of the, um, I have actually, I think initially that's how I came across your label was through Ash Walker's work. And then, right, okay, yeah. and then after, um, I, um, uh, you know, was receiving music from you about, um, from, from, uh, a lot of these sort of new current names that you've got now, like is Lamenica. Liminka, L- yes. L- yes. Liminka and um, Biome, uh, Synchro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is amazing stuff. Um, yes. yes. Yeah, really, really um, deep. <laughs> yes. Uh, pardon the pun. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've, I've really enjoyed the, the, you know, these releases. And, Thank you. Um, and I, I, you've, been, you've, you've been at it for, what, a good decade or so now it, as yeah, uh, well, a label. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Go on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. I start. So, I started off. Yeah. To back. To, yeah. Mm. Deep, Deep Pairs. I think it was 2010. It was established. Yes. Right. So. So over, just over a decade. So we're two, 12, 12 years in, and um, you've now. Um, I mean, the the got a quite quite a, a decent catalogue there, and and yeah. um, discography. Um, and it, it it must be it must feel great to look back at that now and and it and seeing the hist- like the, the 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 order of of what's gone and the journey to to get this to get this far. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, tell me a bit I'm about that. Bad. Tell me tell me a bit about that ride. Uh, what uh, you mean about n- n- nostalgically looking back at the catalogue? Yeah, yeah. How does it, how does that make you feel? And like, oh, oh it's it's uh, you know, I would. I'm very proud of all the music that we've that we've put out. You know, there's there, and, and every every release in some form is is connected to me. You know, and some, you know the the always the premise of of what I release is like, if it, it needs to resonate with me and if it doesn't, then don't release it. You know, that's always, mm. you know, that's always the sort of the premise of, of what I try and achieve with, with the releases. But yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's great. We've gone on a, on a real journey of sounds and I, I guess it's sort of, you know, I, I'm, I'm rewarded with it as such when rewarded when, you know, artists will send me stuff, stuff and like artists that I'm, you know, talking to and stuff. And, or, you know, I, well, I, I have it where I can hear, I can hear the work as such, you know, it's like if I talk to a certain artist and they give me something and I'm, and you're like, all oh, right, they've, they're in tune. They know they've, they, they've hit, they've heard the previous stuff and stuff. And it ends up being this mold of like where we are today. Not always, but you know, mm. I, I think that's always, I feel that's a really rewarding moment when, 
you, you know, like you don't have to say anything. You're just sort of like, okay, we're deep. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, can you do an EP for us or, you know, a remix or something and they produce something, you know, like, oh yeah, they get it. They understand where we're at. That's always beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, 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 um, I guess that's what, what you're describing is being able to, to, you're providing this, you're providing a platform, but also, um, having, artists um that come forward or at or, or when you're seeking artists like trying to keep that narrative like it, it it this i guess the 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 story that you want to tell with the the releases and yes. what you're trying to what you're trying to push here um i mean this sort of approach um in this day and age too like it, it it's kind of arguably the a different way that pe- the way people like i mean it's it's more in modern times now where people are running labels that are based on the things that they love right where mm. you know rather than sort of pushing sounds that are going to be um I'm, you know pop culture and, and course, be yeah. received in in these bigger um so that that in itself is a commitment and a and a and a, and a journey and a a, a a road to a path to choose you know to do totally. that and it's it's a totally um uh, it's a brave brave uh path to choose and totally. um yeah um, it's not it's not so, easy it's not easy yeah yeah that's especially right. the beginning the, you know especially mm, the beginning because that's the, i mean yeah I think the, yeah go on I, no i was just gonna say i think the reality of you know the commercial world and the way that people think is always most of the time it's based on sort of like very superficial stuff, you know, like mm. you go to certain artists for certain sounds, you know, and if you're doing something a bit different, then how are people going to latch onto it if there's no thread, you know? But mm. I mean, I was always very much inspired by, I guess, Giles Peterson, you know, he's a big influence of mine in terms of like listening to him um, mm. on his, on his, um, radio shows and stuff and the fact that he was just a place to play random really what sounded like random stuff but for me it's like it was a similar thought there was a thread within it it was stuff obviously he he loved um but i think if you sort of really if you are an avid listener you you can you can hear certain things that he is joining dots with um and i was very much inspired by that sort of notion of okay okay look if you do some different stuff and people follow you because they trust your ear, which I believe is one of my assets as a, as a label manager, then the rest is history sort of thing. And I, I guess what I've sort of, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't go as far as they proved it, but like I'm, live, I'm living that, that reality of like at first I was definitely like, oh God, we're, you know, as I say, a dubstep label and bass music and known for that sort of stuff. But Mm. It's sort of as cliche as it sounds. It's like it's like I always had the notion of like build it and they will come, you know. And I was like, if you can keep just your head strong on like, okay, look, my ear's good. I know good music, and if you put out good music, people are going to receive it, and then then the people will latch onto the label a little more, and then be involved in just sort of consuming what we release because we've released good stuff in the past. But you have you have to have the past you know, um, mm. 
but you, yeah, and, and you have to be patient to sort of, to do that, you know, and it's, it's tough. It's not easy, you know, at, at first, mm. you know, especially when you're plowing loads of money into something and putting all this energy in and you're not necessarily see, seeing that direct comeback. Mm. It's, it's a tough process, but I guess I've been around long enough to see that, you know, if you keep on doing, if consistency is like the main thing yes. in music and if you just keep going and keep going and believe in yourself, then hopefully the rest will fall into place, you know? Mm, mm. So definitely consistency sounds like the, yeah. has been the, been the, uh, the driving force there is just like knowing what you want, being, um, being, knowing your vision and, and having, I mean, it doesn't always work out the way we first set it out, right? Like you said, you know, you, you, you started out with a, um, a dub, a dubstep vision and it's, and it's, metamorphosed like along the way like it's transformed along the way to something else that i guess it, it starts to reflect the ride that you're on you know the journey that you're on and uh and it okay. uh, unfolds it, it unfolds accordingly was like though this is a this is now a full-time gig for you right like this is your your, your um your job yeah pretty much i um mm. like my sort of day-to-day processes running the label in the day um and then at night i do my own stuff and write um mm. uh when i'm sort of not as methodical in my my thinking and i like the energy sure. of the night to, to write but yeah in the day i'm sort of doing admin and bits and pieces to sort of make sure that the yep. label sort of ticks over and stuff you know yeah yeah and the, the stuff at the the kind of writing that you're doing is your own creations is that correct your own music yes yes okay. yes i don't really write for anyone else i think about sometimes doing it but i'm just like i'm such a difficult person i'm like you know what forget about it like (laughs) i'll do my own thing in my own time and uh yeah i'm not sure if i'm sort of built for the whole producing and writing for other people i do enjoy collaborating with other people but um Mm. yeah i'm just i've just got a very set vision of of what i'm doing and when i do it you know (laughs) yeah yeah and um, the the whole uh, production side of things and writing for yourself, that's like, that's a rediscovery. Like that's something that's happened in recent years. Yes. It's not like from from the beginning of the label. It's just something that's come about that. Yeah. And because you mentioned before, you're rediscovering piano again and like yeah. finding that love there. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I used to play a lot of instruments when I was younger. Um, but then I, I did like an audio and enge- engineering course at SAE when I was about 18 and learned how to, you know, do all the studio stuff and production and stuff. And I used to dabble when I was like, uh, you know, around about sort of that age uh, in like with like Reason and like one of the real early, early Logic, I think 5.1 was, was the one I was using before I moved on to like Logic Pro X, the recent one. But I mean, how it's so these days is so simple compared to what it was back in the day. You know, when I you know I was learning how to use Akai samplers and outboard gear and stuff. Um, but that you know, it, it, there's always there was a basis. You know, l- learning about MIDI and all the rest of it. Um, uh, so it was yeah, and it was good to work. You know, worked in some like big studios. I, they had they had uh, like a Neve and an SSL 
studio and I remember them saying to me like at the time they were like you know you're never going to use this like probably ever again in your life and I was like yeah yeah whatever like <laughs> and it's very true I've never stepped in a studio like that in my life afterwards but my 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 setup is super simple you know like I've got uh, uh a Nord Electro I was just checking a 4, 4D uh virus TI synth um and a microphone, sound card, obviously, speakers, and that's it. And mm. my laptop, obviously. But, you know, it's these, these days it's very, very simple to, um, to make a, um, you know, to, to, get, to get going on production. You know, the, so, the software is so, so, so simple. Mm -hmm. um, now, with, with um, the um, early days of your label, uh, as well, like, um, tell me, tell me, a, 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 like, an early story of of how you got started, like how it uh, came about to to get it off the ground, and and some of the um, some of the uh, commitments and the balancing act and the things that you did back then to to keep pushing the needle forward. Um, and you know, sort of getting it's it off the quite ground. A story here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, I used to be in distribution. I used to run a distribution company that used to be um, it's called Z Audio, and we used to do a lot of vinyl records. Um, okay. So I started that around about two thousand and three, and then we used to do a lot of breaks. I imagine you're familiar breaks being mm -hmm. an Aussie boy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. like it's a um, huge scene now here. Yeah, no, I, I st mm. it's still going, right? Yeah, it's it, it, it's still <laughs> Bits there. Bits and pieces. Still there. They, yeah, I, I yeah. know some of the, the finger licking lot still do a, a few, you know plump DJs and yeah, they come out, they come out, they tour, they um uh, and there's you know sort of break reunion parties and stuff. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of my a lot of my old mates uh, who were you know pushing that sound back then were you know they. They bring dust off their DJ boots and come out and yeah, play yeah. and yeah, yeah. And there's still a, there's still a scene and and yeah. diehard fans, you know, because it was yeah. it was definitely big. Uh, it, it was very big period in in dance music culture in Sydney. Totally, um, yeah. Oh, across the country, you know, it was it was very prominent, like early two thousands, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember going into like Westfield and like going into some uh, clothes shops and everything. My God, that's a break beat song. I was like, sick. This is this is great. This is fantastic. This is really kicking <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, no, I I I started off doing that. And then like when dubstep sort of was happening around like more, not the early, early, early stuff, but more like 2007, I think was when I started a few labels in my own company because it was sort of the only way to get a foothold in the dubstep market and I started mm. a label called Audio Freaks, uh, On The Edge, Smoking Sessions, which I still run today and On The Edge I still yeah. run as well. Um, These names all sound very familiar. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we, I used to do a lot of like, mm. reduce, I, I, I mean, I, I, my, I, I come from like a drummer bass sort of background as such, you know, or mm. just a London bass music mm. background. And people like Bar Nine were big on the, like Nero. We, we would put a lot of yep. old like first Nero records before they 
blew up and stuff. Um, and then people like Synchro and DJ Rum, um, Indigo, a lot of sort of, yeah, early sort of dubstep names um, around about 2007. But already by that time, you know, like I had quite a big operation and we had, you know, like we were the way that a lot of dance music distributors at the time were doing stuff. It was like we did like 10 releases a week and that's the way that people were consuming music um, previously. You know, you go into a record shop and then someone would say, oh, look, we got this and we got that. Um, and those sort of, that, that sort of would, that the tide was totally changing. When, you know, recession hit 2008, digital revolution was big. People were coming off vinyl quite a mm. lot. And mm. the way that I was operating the business wasn't, you know, it was becoming like I was losing money and I was putting money, trying to sort of keep it afloat and mm. got to the point where I was just like, you know what, this might not be working anymore. But mm. luckily I had the labels that I had started, um, you know, before that process and decided to sort of, you know, go uh, be a bit more creative and concentrate on the labels rather than everyone else's logistics that I was involved in for years, which I was quite happy to get out of. And all honesty, it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Pressing <laughs> records is not a fun, fun task. When, yeah. yeah. No, we, when we, ha we had a press, pressing plant next door to us, but yeah, there was all sorts of problems. I mean, like it's an ancient technology. I mean, anyone that presses vinyl knows that it's just, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So I was happy to get away from that and be be a bit more creative. And then yeah, that's and that's when I just started 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 off the Deephead sort of brand. And then you know the the rest sort of fell into place as such. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that um and and that was I, I guess the time too when dubstep was really sort of popping as well. Like it started yeah. to. Um, I remember hearing like this was going to be the new sound and. I, I didn't quite get it at the beginning, you know, like I was just like, yeah. there's only, I was, I was confused a bit, you know, with the dubstep sound. Like I was uh, just like, because there was, there were so many like little branches of it sort of coming off and, totally. and, and they, they were the ones that were confusing me. Like, I think the, like there were sounds that were not quite like, it's still today. I didn't, I, I, I didn't quite like, you know, didn't become part of my musical palette, but things like uh, for me, Mala and and, and Z Bias that were, you know, they they were kind of doing these sounds that that I still I could connect with, you know, because they were yes. bringing all these like world sounds and like and the bringing jazz elements and totally. and it, for me that was fresh, you know, there was like a new new way of doing things, you know. Um, so, um, um. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I didn't realize you know your history um, that much, and um, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Like, yeah, we have, no a, worries. we have a similar like as I was. That was my, that sounds very similar to my early years. Uh, I was working in distribution as well in Australia. Oh, nice. Who did and, you work uh, for Inertia? Um, no, no, uh, Stop. a company called C Creative Vibes. Ah, oh, I who, hadn't heard of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Who at the time. Um, They'd been around at this point for about 15, 16 years already. And this was okay. like mid 2000s. Right, and okay. um, at this point, um, they, they were very responsible for, you know, really shaping, 
independent music. So a lot of the things right. that we received in Australia um, from, you know, early 90s uh, all the way through to the mid to, 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 to even 2007, like the music, like all that independent, you know, electronic music and jazz and funk and so yeah. Creative vibes were very responsible for this, you know. They, yeah, they, vinyl was, and they, that was the that's what happened, didn't it? That's the way people consume music, right? Yeah, and 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 the massive warehouse, they, yeah, like vinyl for for days, you know. It was, yeah. um, um, it was a, it, and it, like it was sad to see to see it. Uh, they they were so well equipped for that culture and that era, totally, totally, you know. And then they just like. Inertia came along, um, all these other labels came along and they just like weren't able to sort of keep, keep, keep the, uh, the dream alive, uh, unfortunately. It's, not, it's and, not an easy um, game, is it? It's no, not it's not. Game. It's not. And, and, and it was a whole different era, you know, different change. Um, and, um, but, um, yeah, it, it um, you know, Australia, Australia's music scene now today is just, I think, um, at a, in a really good place, I think it's yeah. um yeah it's it's yeah it's just a lot of great music coming back and it's been nice yeah. to to come back to Australia. I've I've been overseas for the last ten years, so coming back into um you know um it's hot, this is you know brand new um chapter you know it's it, it's yeah. quite quite nice yeah yeah I yeah. mean I was I was definitely sort of a mo moany old man, you know, when the whole vinyl sort of business, you know, oh, people used to consume music differently, blah, blah, blah. But I've, I've, I've definitely settled in to the, you know, the Spotify's and the way that people sure, are consuming sure. it. And yeah. like my palette of music that I listen to these days is a lot stronger and a lot more diverse than anything that I would have consumed back on physical product back mm. in the day. You know, I mean, it's, there's mm. lots. There's pros and cons to the you know both sides, but in terms of the like the consumer listening experience now, on like personally, I'm a Spotify user. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, you've got the release radar that tells you every time you know something new comes up from someone. The web that you're in. You know, I come across music that I'm just like, wow, yeah. this is it's amazing. It's at like the the abundance of music and and good music as well. Yes, yeah. is um. I'm fully in. I'm in. I, I, mm. I absolutely love love Spotify. I know there's a place for physical product, you know, but you know uh, uh, that for me, Spotify. I'm 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 a, a Spotify junkie. Yeah, shoot me. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know so, it's a yeah. bit of a, a dirty it word. It gets me. Just, it it really understands who I am. <laughs> it exactly. What I'm like, like. What? You know that I like that. Yeah, sweet, nice one. You know, you're even the Discover Weekly and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, totally. I, yeah, it's, there's definitely, there's some things to be said about the algorithm being mm. the creator and the only force within Spotify, but mm. it's bloody good. It knows, yeah. it knows it's shit. Yeah. It knows it's yeah. shit. Yeah. I was, so, I was yeah. listening to a podcast the other day about um, tracking and the amount of like, not just like, just across, across the web in general, like the amount of um tracking that goes on for agencies and um and the technology that's behind spotify right. um that understands the the so many nuances it's it's quite frightening but i yeah. mean like you like okay 
they're figuring out what I like. Big deal, you know. Like, yeah. The, yeah. If, I think if you can detach, I think like by the by the um, yeah, because you know sometimes we see ads and things that pop up based on where we were and what we listened to and what time of day and and yeah. I mean it even goes it even goes down to as far as like um, feeding you music to um, uh, affect your mood. So to affect your buying power, like it goes to that, like to, to that extent, right. the technology. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, it's, it, I just, it's pretty just, scary. I, just, I know. I know. I mean, personally, I just switch off to it, you know, and, and I'm just like, oh, well, it's not it. happening. Just, like, you know, like, but there was, you know, like I, I indulge in the, the good, you know, the good things. Like even on Instagram, mm. you like see stuff and you're like, you know, I have like, I've got my Zeb Samuels profile that I only just set up recently. And then, like it does, it doesn't know me as well as my Deepheads profile in terms of. And I'm like, where's all the ads that I like? What's going on? You know, like, uh, you know, it, it should know that <laughs> I wanted that that stupid pillow that was good for my neck. You know, what's going on? Where, where is it gone? So yeah, uh, you know, I I'm sort of just uh, let it get on with it. You know, but there's definitely some things to be said about that much tracking it might not be good for the universe, but. You know, whatever we're in it. You know. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think this. I think that's what we're kind of. Um, we're entering in an era where the uh, human uh, ha- needs to learn. It's like practicing a muscle to be able to like switch out of the matrix. You know, like you, if, if otherwise you, if you just like stay in it, you're just going to be like lost in it. You know. So if you can. You keep on training yourself to to learn how to like detach, you know. <laughs> this, this is this is the, the the beauty of the matrix is you don't know when you're in it. You know yeah. they're they're so fucking clever that they sorry excuse my language <laughs> but they're so clever that you're just like you don't even know what reality is anymore. But anyway, look, that's another that's yeah, another, another can, that's can, another can, can of worms. worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, are you are you releasing vinyl at all through this? Through the, the the label now, are you be, are you going to be doing any vinyl bits releases? and pieces? I mean, we just I did mm. a, like a, a couple of reissues recently this year. We did a mm. DJ Rum record, uh, which was his first uh, ever record that we we released. Tension and plead with me uh, on on the edge. We re released that, and that sold really well. I mean, we sold nearly a thousand or something within the first couple of months. And then there was another one that we did. Um, a Chrome Star record that he was first first ever album that I was involved on that evolved in that was on Dubstar. Um, so that and that was around 2010. Because but those were the things I knew there was sort of demand on. Um, but in all honesty, I look back, you know, like they were good and we made a little bit of money from it, but it wasn't like, you know, if I'm if I look back at it, it's like the plants really made some money. I mean, it was just the, the process I went through was a lot of a hell of a lot of work, and I feel like it was quite environmentally taxing. You know, we had the the uh, the mm. records came from France. They came through a lorry, and then the plants because there's such a demand on vinyl at the moment. I thought they take advantage of it. Like I was quoted a, a price on it, and it came. You know, it was like I don't know four or five grand or something like that, and then it was like twenty percent higher when they pressed it and I was like, Hey guys, come on, this is ridiculous. Like you quoted me quite a, a high price. You've made me wait nearly a year for my record. And now you're putting up 20%. Like what, you know, how can I, how can I deal with this as a business? I've already put it out. 
as a certain mm. price, and now you know it's it's changing. So I, mm. I felt really angry at that whole process of of you know, and I think the plants have got the mentality of like, look, if you don't like it, I've got twenty more customers in the in 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 the queue. So like it mm. or lump it. And I was really mm. angry about that. And I think the reality is is that um, you know, I know no one really likes to talk about it, but it is very environmentally taxing, you know, pressing a vinyl. And like, I think there's a place for it. There's no doubt about it. A vinyl record sounds totally different to what you're going to hear digitally created. And I've been involved in vinyl for a long time. And I, you know, I, I appreciate and love the sound of a good vinyl. But I just, I, I feel like as a label now, I'm like, do you know what? I'll, we'll, we'll, you know, we will do some vinyl, but it's going to be a very, very, has to be a minimum and it has to be a very special product and something that people really want uh mm. and also something that i know that we you know is going to sell out and and be a, a venture that's worthwhile participating in for my for my artist and us as a label because it's it, it is very time consuming and um yeah and long but- shelf life and long shelf life you know something that people would want like it will it will be there like, a, you know, people want to buy it in 10 years, like if, if totally. that's the direction, you know, like a record that you got to have it on vinyl, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, like that, the DJ Run record and the, the Chrome Star record, it's like, you're like, you hear it and you're like, the, ah, that makes mm-hmm. sense on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so, so driven so heavily by bass mm-hmm. uh, and that translates within vinyl, you know, there's nothing that would translate bass. How, like, how, do, you, how do you tell a, an artist that, you know, I'm not going to give it to you on vinyl. This is kind of <laughs> Normally, the environment is a good one to throw it. Okay. Them, you know, they're a bit like, oh, okay, cool. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah. I, we can't but, do it with good, good, good climate change, you know. Like, yeah. They can't really argue them. against that. Yeah. And, and, and that, is, that is actually the reality. But yeah. I think the reality, like nine times out of 10, which I really actually despise about the vinyl business is that it's not about the consumption of the music. It's about the, the artist having their vinyl on their wall and being like, I pressed it. You only sold three copies, but look, I've got, you know, look, mum, I've got my, my vinyl. It looks great, doesn't it? So <laughs> that I feel like, you know, it's like, and they've got 300 records sitting in their garage or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh man, that's mm-hmm. not cool. Like the, that's that's there's a lot of energy that's being you know uh, used for that but i think look at the end of the day i understand like i I, when my my first record my first album i put it on on vinyl but then the second one i was like no i'm not going to do it do it because it was just you know i don't think also my music's necessarily like a vinyl you know market as such you know it's not necessarily so i need that on vinyl um but yeah, I think that the whole process of it just, yeah, you just say it needs to be something that people can sort of buy and then in 10 years or something, you know, that's the, re- the records you want to be sort of uh, focused on, yeah. the classics and, yeah. and stuff yeah. you can make a nice package out of. And, you know, it's like, like the Chrome Star record was like, it was, 10 years, it was over 10 years old and that made sense that, and it, it, you know, it, 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 it was a seminal album. And it was something that over time that was like, oh, right, this is a fantastic record. Um, mm. So those sort of things make more sense than just like, oh, let's press a new, re- like the next release on vinyl and see how it goes. Mm. There, there needs to be, 
you know, reason for doing it, I think, you know. Is, is, is the uh, vinyl production process improved for you now? Like, I mean, it sounds no. like you've had challenges. It hasn't. Okay, yeah, right. I, I, I just know, think there's just so many. I mean, look, the mm. reality is there's so many cogs in that wheel, you know, um, and the materials are going up and up and up and up for, for everyone. So the price is just continuing to go up. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, I just think that, anything can happen with a vinyl record, you know, you can, mm. it, and there's so many people within the process and no one wants to take responsibility when it, when it goes wrong, you know, it's nothing yeah. worse than, you know, you're getting a, some pops on your record and you'd be like, who's yeah. done that? Where's it come from? And then the, 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 the engineer's like, no, no, well, it's fine on our end. And then the pressing plants, well, we haven't done it, you know, and that's always a bit, Everyone's a bit passing of a, the buck. Oh, it's a nightmare. That's always the worst. And then, yeah. you know, you, you, but, yeah, there's def- you know, there's a market in vinyl and I respect mm. the vinyl market, but I just guess, you know, I, I, I had, the way I look at it is I had a long career within it. It, it sort of, you know, I, I did well out and had a good career out of it for nearly 10 years. Um, so it's time to, and it's not as though I don't think people are necessarily missing out. It's like they can consume all the music that we release digitally we make sure that it's all available. So, you know, that's yeah. the main thing, right? Yeah. The music. Mm. But it's, it certainly has taken um, a new life, uh, uh, vinyl culture again. Yes. Um, yeah, it's um, – I, I don't think it's uh, it's here, it, uh, going to disappear. No. <laughs> it's got a place. Sure. It's got a place. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a different, different – um, different type of consumption um, uh, behind it now, but it's still there. And, um, you know, and then, you know, even just for the, the regular user, people buying turn, turntable for, for their home studio and yeah. wanting to buy, the, buy their own light records for that whole experience, you know, that. Um, it's a lot yeah, more it's, um, there's no doubt. There's no, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And mixing records. Sure. I mean, I can't, I, I mean, I still. I still can pick up my old records and I, that's, that's what I'll be mixing. I don't, I don't yeah. like the feel of CDJs. I mean, I can sort of yeah. get on with it a little bit, but there's nothing like, you know, knowing and having that little light, you know, that tells you where the drop's going to be. You're going to be like, oh, right, yeah, it's coming. You, you know, like you can, mm. you can time it. That's, yeah. I love that, you know. Um, <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's nothing like a feel of a vinyl and the, the smell yeah. and just, yeah, the whole digitized world is not, the most fun. I mean, if I still if I still DJ, I'd probably still be on vinyl to some extent. But I'd probably mm. be touring a, a lot, you know, everywhere. So, like, you know, I, there'd only be a certain amount of luggage I could take. So maybe I would do digital. But hey, no, <laughs> no I'm <messing> <laughs> <laughs> It's difficult, you know, getting onto the main stage of Glass- Glastonbury with your vinyl records. You know, it's logistics you've got to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a hard life. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> One can dream, eh? That's it. That's it. Well, Zeb, it was a pleasure chatting with you today. Yes. Um, I'm glad Thank that you we, so much we for got to, uh, um, yeah, and I'm glad that we got to actually uh, meet face to face as well. Totally. Virtually, but, you know, it, all good. Um, we, we've been chatting on email for quite some time on and off. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to, uh, n- you know, 
more music from you guys. So yeah, that, keep, it com- can, keep it coming through. That is a certification, you know, 100%. I'll be sending you some new music in the future with that. Awesome. 100%. Um, yeah, just quickly, I, I've, we've got, just to let you know, I've, I don't know if you saw, I, I've, we do, we've got this Cosmic Vibrations 3 that is coming out around the September, which is loads of different artists. They've got Fever King. Yep. Uh, that, there's something from Bonobo, uh, La oh, well. Lux, um, and loads of other deep artists as well. Yep. Um, nice. So yeah, that should be interesting. But yeah, that's sort of coming out around about end of September. Sorry, shameless plug. I know. <laughs> that's all good. All good. That's why I'm here. <laughs> totally. No, I that's appreciate why, your That's time, why I James. do this podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Uh, and yeah, actually, Bonobo is going to be uh, performing in Sydney this weekend. Actually. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon's in, in town. <laughs> uh, you have to see. I, I saw his show in the Royal Albert Hall when he was in London, and it was. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. The the light show that he does is just incredible. It's really, mm. really good, and it's yeah. It sort of feels like a bit. It's sort of like a mini rave, you know. Sort of he goes, he goes in. You know, when the, the dance music comes on in in his sets, it's sort of it's got a lot of dynamics. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. But then you can sort of mm. you like go home at a reasonable hour. You're like, oh, this is fantastic. I haven't, you know, <laughs> I can get home and be in bed by eleven. It's great, and I just feel like I've indulged in some really heavy bass music. It's great. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. Thanks, mate. Well, again, um, thank you, Zeb, and thank uh, you. Yeah, keep keep the music coming. Keep the good times rolling. Th- and you as well. Much love. You know, much respect thank for you, all mate. the things you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, Jay. Bye-bye. See ya.